You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. All right, I can't think of a better way to wrap up uh, this day this week than uh, talking about cocktails and specifically uh, a story out by Bloomberg Pursuits called Before the Martini, There Was the Martinez. I hope Mart- I'm saying it. Martinez is oh, what Martinez. I said. Oh, Martinez. Maybe I need one to get it straight. <laughs> I was going to say, really? <laughs> Martinez. I spit Martinez. Okay, Troy Patterson back with us. As in Pedro. Writer at Bloomberg Pursuits. I'm just going to give up now. Um, Troy, take it away. So what are we talking about? Uh, well, we're talking about uh, an entry. I do this series on the home bars of notable bartenders. I show up at people's homes. I gape at their liquor collections and the inventive ways they have of storing and organizing them. And I have them make a few drinks for the camera. Uh, this is called a good job. It's It's got its perks. <laughs> it's got its um, perks. And so I visited a guy named Jason Hedges, who's mm-hmm. the bar director at uh, Gotham Bar and Grill. Um, and Great restaurant. Classic. Uh, and yeah, he's in charge of the bar there. And um, so we hung out, took some pictures, and he made the drink that he customarily makes for his wife, uh, which is called the Martinez. And tell us about the Martinez. Well, um, like all, of the, like many of these classic cocktails that emerged uh, in the <laughs> second half of the 1800s, um, uh, if we try to pin down its uh, exact origins, we're going to get bogged down in, uh, you know, uh, Bar stool debates, nonsense. bar debates, because um, there are people who claim to have invented it. Oh, uh, are there? Um, people have or places at least written uh, uh, long, many long books on this topic. Uh, what we know is that it first appeared in print in, in a bartending guide published in 1884, described as a Manhattan substituting gin for whiskey. Wow, goes back a long time. Yeah. Um, so, so what is in a Martinez? Uh, it is a kind of gin called Old Tom Gin, which is going to be sweeter and softer than London Dry. Uh, there's going to be sweet vermouth. There's going to be just a few dashes of maraschino liqueur and uh, one to two dashes of bitters. Stirwell sounds kind of sweet. Um, it tends towards sweetness. If it sounds too sweet for you, you could just add more gin. Did you like it? Um, oh, this is not my first rodeo. Um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, yes, yes, I, yes, I did. I do recommend it. It's also um, a very flexible drink. You can change the proportions to make it more or less boozy and sweeter or less sweet. Tell us about spending time with him. It's I always find when you get people, whether it's a CEO or whatever, in their home, it's just a whole different. Ball I thought you were going to say when you get them drunk. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I try not to do that. Well, that's also true. Right. But I mean, you get them in their home territory. It's just a different feeling. I agree. It's uh, things are going to be warmer and more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the reasons that I'm pursuing the series is that bartenders, it's it's a requirement that they're great talkers. So you don't even need to get them going. <laughs> well, tell us about your experience at home with him. Um, well, um, he toured me around his uh, uh, cozy Park Slope apartment. Uh, he's relatively, um, he's a new father too, so there's um, mm-hmm. uh, a child uh, sleeping in his room. While Not drinking the martinez. Not drinking the martinez. Uh, a thing that many home bartenders will know though, that children love shaking. Bartenders, uh, professional bartenders do not enjoy shaking drinks at home. It's just more labor and more cleanup, but kids love it. My dad had a shaker at home, and he would make whiskey sours. And I have to say, as a kid, it was pretty fascinating. We, My baby brother and I would get a little a little sample with a lot of cherries and a lot of oranges in them. <laughs> uh, but should... we did like the shaker. Um, His shaker. Of course, yeah. Um, tell us a little bit, though. I, I, I don't know was... if I want to know if that was before or after <laughs> you knew how to drive. 
This is before I knew how to drive. It explains a lot. We kind of had an open household. Um, you talk about a wine collection that Hedges had uh, when he met, I guess, his wife. Uh, yes. Well, before uh, cohabitation, well, in an earlier part of his career, before he became mostly a spirits guy, uh, Jason was a wine guy and a sommelier. So he had a pretty mm-hmm. excellent wine collection. Um, he and his now wife move in together. They discover there's no proper storage. They don't. They don't have a, like a wine cellar in there. The Park apartment. Slope apartment. Right, Shocker. Right. Which which necessitated, I suppose, a, a, on their part, an extended uh, housewarming party. I was just gonna say party. Everybody, yep. don't bring anything. Right. We're good. So is that really what they did? They busted into the into the wine and just drank it all? Well, you can't let it go to waste. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I can sell some of mine when the day comes. So. Uh, you know, you said you've sampled the Martinez. I mean, have you sampled it at a lot of different places? And does it get a very different feel? Um, it, it certainly does. I mean, the the most common type of uh, old Tom gin, uh, the ones I could find, is called Heyman's, which is mm-hmm. uh, from London. is pretty soft, but um, actually, and it's dark too, right? Uh, not necessarily. No? Um, there's there's a rival brand called uh, oh dear, my god, called Ransom, uh, which is a bit darker and richer, and it, you could it, by swapping out that one ingredient, it transforms the drink entirely. Um, I recommend experimentation. What was his home bar like? Uh, his home bar was it was uh, sort of like a purpose-built console. Um, His father uh, had made a a wall unit, um, and pretty inventively so, such Mm -hmm. that their TV is on an arm mount that swings back to reveal like uh, his collection of bitters and bar tools. Um, And the collection? And the collection, I'm going to suppose that there were... 80 or 100 bottles of liquor. Uh, but, not, but that would be expected, right? That, well, it is to be expected. It's, I don't know. Some people, um, some of these pro bartenders I meet are real sort of hoarders. Uh, there's a great guy named Greg Buddha who's a, a bartender of the Dead Rabbit who transformed his, essentially transformed his dining room into a walk-in liquor closet. Oh, my God. With, with bottles along, <laughs> with like 400 bottles of Raid along the walls. That's a little much, uh, and, some and might again, say. We do expect that this, this drink, the Martinez, did predate the Martini? Uh, yes. I think of it as the hinge in history between the Manhattan and the Martini. Troy Patterson, really the million dollar question. What what cocktail are you going to have tonight? I only got about 15 seconds. Oh, uh, to drink it or to <laughs> answer? Um, I'm, I'm on a one-man mission to bring back a drink called the Jean Harlow. It's equal parts white rum, sweet vermouth, stirred, rum and twist. The Jean Harlow. Corey. Rum and sweet vermouth. All right. There you Go. go. Troy Patterson, thank you. I'm heading down Thanks to Hardwater in a minute to get, get, get the Martinez on. Listen, check out Bloomberg.com for more of Troy's stories. Uh, That was fun. Troy Patterson, writer at Bloomberg Pursuits. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, right here on Bloomberg Radio.